Hey, what's up? Welcome to episode 14. It's your boy, Dave Colmine. I realized I had to record a disclaimer and thought may as well shout out some of our most recent Patreon subscribers like uh, Shane Finnegan and Shep Jackhard. <laughs> a hilarious take on Jack Shepard. A fudge cooking hilarious take on Jack Shepard. Shep Jackhard. Notice how I said fudge cooking there? That's uh, that's because this is the disclaimer. We say hey, we're going to swear uh, right through these doors. Just let me, uh, oh, I'm going to just kick this door open. Oh, oh there we go. Uh, yeah, now we're going to curse. So you've been warned. Let's have some fun. Hey, it's Mickey Cohen. How you doing? So... Some crazy driver's been targeting mob affiliates. They took out Sleazy Jim. Just can't have that kind of thing. So anyways, I hired this private detective I met, Jack Shepard. Seems like an outright guy. Not too clean. Means you can trust him. Jack says might have something to do with our organization's dogfighting ring. It's new, created by this guy Fritz. Fucking Fritz. East Coast, new to town, moving up too quick. I just don't like the guy. Anyway, Fritz is employed by my employer, Bugsy Siegel. So now Jack, he's investigating this dogfighting ring, and I can be nowhere near it. But there was one bit of information I could give him to help him out. The password. Chorizo Carbonero. You return to the meatpacking district late at night and pull up to this warehouse to a fairly full parking lot. Through the upper windows of the warehouse, you can see wisps of smoke floating in the air through the lights. As you approach the door, you hear the chanting of men and barks of dogs. Push through the fire doors. Well, I want to push through what looks like the main... The main doors, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the main entrance. So you push through the fire doors through the main entrance. And a man standing near the door stiffens and puts up his hand. It's a private party. I heard I could get a decent chorizo carbonara here. And he just sort of gives a nod over his right shoulder to let you through. What you see before you is gut-wrenching and horrendous. Two dogs fighting to the death in this pit while men cheer and two trainers scream into the this dirt pit that these two dogs are fighting in. And then one gives out a death whine and goes limp on the ground. And everyone cheers while a bunch of men curse and swear and get angry. Everyone with this handbill of paper in their hand. And the dog that stands over this other canine corpse is unlike anything you've ever seen before. 
it has one eye and its legs are covered in pieces of metal bracing. Its jaw has a steel structure bolted to the outside of it with these sharp fangs. Its body shivers standing over the dead dog, almost held together with all the bolts and everything else going on more than animal. So is it just that the dog that's still alive that looks like that? or That's is, the dog that's still alive. Does the dead one look like a normal dog, or does it look odd, too? No, the, the dead one also looks like it's been reinforced through mechanical means. Okay. These are weird meca- metallic cyborg dogs. Okay. There seems to be a man kind of standing over the whole thing. He's got his arms crossed. He's a little separated from everybody else, overlooking the action. He's a tall, wide-shouldered man with short black hair and a pencil mustache who just screams Disney villain. He's just got a sinister way about him. The two dogs are taken away with the dead one being taken to the right exit back to the laboratory area, the other one being returned to the kennels on the left. What now, Jack Shepard? Uh, does it seem like there's going to be another fight? Yeah, the people are still milling about. There's probably another fight to come. Okay. I um, I would like to find a spot to hang out that's close to where I could get a look at the lab so that in the middle of the next fight, um, when everyone's attention is presumably on the fight, I might be able to sort of sneak into the lab area. Good call. Okay, yeah. let's do it. Two more dogs are wheeled towards the pit. As this is happening, bets are being made and, and the energy of the room increases. You look through the cages at these two snarling beasts and similar to the last dogs, they're mechanically enhanced. They all have only one eye or is it just a unique just that, feature that was unique of that one? unique to that okay. one dog. Um, it just appears that they've all been through a lot of fights and they're kind of being right. kept alive beyond their regular means through mechanical reinforcement. Okay. There's no. They don't look like fresh, happy, nice dogs with yeah. enhancements. These are beat-up, grizzled dogs. That's why one is missing an eye. Yeah. So it's almost like maybe they're being brought back from being dead, even. Even that, yeah, potentially. Yeah. Hence, the last one was... Uh, carried out by the lab guy back to the lab That's what I was thinking, exactly, yeah. Okay, so you remove yourself from the action a bit, move closer to the lab doors. The dogs are placed at each side of the pit. Uh, Everyone's starting to get loud and ready, and the dogs are getting very ruckus. And then you hear what can only be the fight beginning. And notice that everyone's attention is away from the lab and the kenneled area. Uh, But I do think you should need to roll stealth but let's make it a advance of five. Oh, I like that number. Maybe I can even get it on the first die. Maybe. To get this thing that I never even knew could happen. Boing. I got a two. Okay, first roll. First die is a two. That's not, that's not terrible. <laughs> no. I got a 50-50 chance of being able to get a five. More than that, actually. You have a 63% chance or something like that. Yeah, that's true, right? Three, four, five, six. Yeah. Yeah. Was that four? Anyway, whatever. And a six makes eight. 
Okay, so you get the advance and are able to slip through the doors without being noticed by anybody in the dogfight, including security. You stand in front of a couple of tables with lab equipment on them. It looks like a weird combination of a, a body shop, a laboratory, and a butcher. Okay. The dogs are quiet. Uh, almost like they're listening to what's going on out there. Um, is there anything that draws my eyes or anything that immediately jumps out as being worth investigating? I'm looking for something that I can, like a, a name, a piece of technology. I, I, where, where am I going to take this case tomorrow? Like, I'm dead-ended at this location pretty much, unless I can find something here that I can pursue. Just then you hear the, the clinking of tools and a bit of movement further into the space and to the left, and you can see shadows playing on the wall of somebody doing something just out of sight to the left around a corner. All right, well, I will try to put myself into a position where I can see what's going on without hopefully revealing myself too much. You don't need to because you rolled on that stealth roll, okay. so we're good for now. You look around the corner, and see the guy in the lab coat half turned away from you with the dead dog from that last fight on the table. The lab guy speaks. Also tragic, my sweet Junebug, but this won't be your end, don't we? You will sniff another daffodil yet. And you watch him manipulate some of the mechanical parts on this dog. Um, you roll, he rolls the animal over, grabs some items off the shelf, things that you're not quite certain what they are. He's able to hook a couple of tubes up, a couple of electrical connectors up, and he throws a large switch on the wall, and the lights above his table dim a little bit. The dog stiffens with his legs spread out, and then starts running like he's running inside a dream and then he flicks the switch off and the dog's running slows but doesn't stop and the dog very slowly kind of gets its legs underneath itself and looks around kind of hurt and cowing a little but alive and the man speaks see I told you there's more sniffing in your future and he disconnects the connections from the dog we got some Frankenstein shit going on the dog notices you. Ooh, okay. And the man turns. But he's not startled. He doesn't react. He just looks at you and goes, I see you're back. Awkward. My name is Victor. Who are you? My name is Jack. What is your curiosity here, Jack? Um, well, you seem to have some interesting tech here that I've not seen before. Charles says the good instincts of a good fighting dog are hard to find, and so it is my responsibility to keep them fighting as long as possible. My thought is at least no other dogs will be stolen and drawn into this terrible life. So you're, you're trying to help dogs by resuscitating these ones. 
see. Let's let's play. Let's play in this space here, right? If you think this is how I want to spend my time, you are completely wrong. But perhaps I do not have a choice. How do you want to spend your time? I fled the violence and atrocities I knew my people could commit, only to be drawn into this terrible violence. It was never my choice. I would love to pursue the sciences in, in peace and not worry about my daughters and my wife. Sometimes the farther we flee from the things we don't like, the closer we end up. So how are your children and wife in danger? Charles Fitzel, the man who runs this place. He stole my dog, you see. Your dog? His thugs and goons. They stole it from my farm in the countryside, northern San Bernardino. I was able to trace it here and unfortunately was caught and negotiated my life and the life of my family for helping the Charles and its barbaric sport. Yes, my poor dog Rex, or beast as he became known here. Has, has he gone through this sort of process? Beast was the reason I started building all of this, started in experiments. I saw the pain and I just, I wanted him to win and remain alive. Beast was a great champion for a very long time, but he is not here anymore. Victor, would you be willing to help me with my investigation if I were to try and help you get out of this? What is it that you said you do? I'm a private investigator. I see. And why are you here? Well, strangely, I'm trying to track down a black Model T Ford that seems to be attacking people. And it led me here, even though I'm not sure if the two cases are connected. Do you know anything about a black Model T Ford? Fairly common car, from what I understand. Easy to work on. This is all I know. Not super helpful. Okay. You have assess honesty, right? Yep. You can you can tell with your assess honesty ability that he he's weaving in and out of the truth, and he knows more than he is disclosing. For a push and some plausible words, you could coerce more information out of him. I think if, if he could understand that you could end his servitude to this Charles Fritzl guy, um, I bet you could sway him to your side along with the use of a push. Yeah. So here's the push. And I'm going to say, but I have some friends in the family that this Fritzl is associated with. And I think I can talk to some people and I think... I can get you out of here if you help me out. I don't know if you know Mickey Cohen. I do not know this man. Well, he already doesn't like Fritz very much. So I don't think it's going to take much for me to convince Mickey to come down on Fritz. And I can tell. I can tell you no more, man. And you seem like a good guy. And you seem like someone who would help if you could. And I'm using my reassurance ability you can, and my inspiration ability. <laughs> you can promise to keep my family safe 
I will do everything I can. Okay, pass over that push. And Todd hands me his second push, leaving two left. Yes, indeed. For the remainder of the case. Okay, yes. I do know about this black Model T. You see, I built it. So we are connected. All right. All right, all right, all right. This man Fritz, he is a, he's a bad man. Is Fritz the one using it? No. In exchange for my life and the lives of my family, I agreed to be a veterinarian for this Fritz. I just, I hated the dogs dying and I, I promised I could make some better combatants through my mechanical enhancements. But really I was just trying to stop the deaths of more dogs. I moved to the US before World War II and was a skilled scientist back in Germany. Many disciplines, including engineering and biological chemistry. I gained a close bonds with this champion beast and just kept bringing him back to life. Eventually this beast, he was more machines than dog. And Fritz ordered that I must get rid of him. I could not do that. This dog who fought so hard for him for so long to simply be cast aside like that. So I vowed to get my revenge. I built a casing for Beast that allows him to see and to smell. And I housed him inside that Model T. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. I rigged him up in the passenger seat to control every function of the car as I filled the trunk with extra fuel tanks. <laughs> I removed the back seats and integrated all the rigging so that Beast could once again run free. I built Beast in the garage behind my house. Then, on the maiden journey, when I tested to see if it all worked, Beast took off down the road, and I haven't seen him since. Whoa, well, that took a turn. I'm no fool. I've been reading the papers. Seems Beast has been searching for the men who attended these dog fights, who helped steal these dogs. That sleazy Jim. I heard they got him. I heard Beast took him down. That man was always here. That's true. Always screaming. So, do you think Beast is trying to take down Fritz? If I could only be so lucky, that is what I hope and pray. <sighs> okay. Uh... So now what are you going to do for me, Jack? Well, I'll see if I can get Fritz taken care of and get you out of your servitude here. But I'll need to talk to some people tomorrow. Is there, is there a way I can get in touch with you? Yes, here's my information. And he writes down his home address and a phone number. Okay. And I and will... no name written on it. Okay. But he at least told me he's Victor. And I'll give him my card. No, sir, I cannot take your card. Fair enough. No one can know that you and I are talking. He's okay. the only person who knows the secret. I also worry that you got back here without being seen. I suggest you go at the back exit. I will. Thank you. If you see the beast... Yeah, is there a way that, like... 
He was always my favorite, and I used to bring him fine cuts of steak. Okay. Perhaps that can help. It sure can't hurt. I'll say goodbye and slip out the back, I guess. I hope you do not judge me, Jack. I am merely doing what must be done to keep my family safe. Uh, Believe me, I'm far too stunned to judge anyone right now, Victor. Au revoir. Au revoir. And you head outside? Yeah. Back round? Get in your car? In the car, just sit there for five minutes processing the fact that this guy turned his dog into a car. (laughs) (laughs) Just, I don't even know. That's crazy Germans, man. Right? That's, yeah. Explain away a lot of things with the German scientist from World War II. I remember reading about scientists, it might have even been a German scientist, who did studies like on swapping dog heads and t- attaching the lower half of a dog to the upper half of a dog and oh, yeah? keeping a monkey's head alive with no body. Yeah, and, for sure. Um, just crazy, crazy, crazy science. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I guess it's uh, it's time to head home and see Jens and tell Jens, I need something strong, man. <laughs> Go to Spirits Liquor Store. Yeah. Jens is behind the counter as always. Jens, man. Hey, Jack. How's it going, man? It's been a day. Yeah, all right. I need something strong that can help me make sense of a very strange world. Or help me forget a very strange world for a couple hours. Yeah, man. I always felt like a clean vodka gave clarity. That's wise. That's wise, Jens. I always think Jens is backwards for something, but it would just be snay. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not really. <laughs> yeah, you got to figure maybe there's something to that odd naming convention of a guy named Jens. Yeah, exactly. Huh? That's what I'm, I was trying to figure it out, and I always, I always stop and think, is it something back? No, it's just snay. Yeah. Snay. Uh, yeah. Massive, massive hint. It has something to do with. <laughs> is it, is I it, stop speaking. Is it a constellation reference? Because he seems to be from space. There is some nerdy hinting at something greater there, and it has to do with his cat as well. Yen's and Ned, and Ned backwards is just Den. Densney. <laughs> Densney. That's Snaid- almost Densney. Almost sounds like uh, Snaden. 
Snadians. I don't know. I was going to say Densne sounds like Pig Latin. Yeah, right? <laughs> but it would be just be Sedan. Yeah. Anyway. Right? Sne? No. Sedan. Anyway, sorry. If anyone out there has any inklings, good for you. If you figured it out and find out in some future episodes, yeah, good and for if you, you. If you figure it out, email Sullivan at gmail.com and <laughs> there, tell me. There you go. <laughs> Don't email Dave. <laughs> no. Email me directly. There you and go. hook me up. <laughs> I love it. So I can come in much smarter. <laughs> um... Yeah, so yeah, I will find a nice, a nice, clear clarity vodka. He goes, he comes out from behind the counter, walks down to the end of one of the aisles, and grabs the bottle for you, and then places it on the counter in front of you. And it's, it's got some mountains on it. It's a glacier vodka. Okay. Uh, we'll pay for the vodka. Salute my man Jens. Give Ned a scratch if he's nearby. Yeah, you look around. He hops up on the counter and give yeah. Ned a scratch. Head home. All right, have a good night, Jack. I'm going to keep the bottle in my brown bag as I uh, go. I got to get goat. I got to bring goat outside for a little pee-poo break. Yep. I'm going to start tugging on my vodka. Okay. As we're in the back alley. Okay. Letting goat have his, his way about polluting the neighborhood. Ned shows up, the cat, shows up oh, in the right. back alley and hops up on goat's back and stares at you. Uh, and Goat seems okay with that? Yeah, Goat doesn't mind. All right. <sighs> Ned. Ned, Ned, Ned. What is your deal, cat? He cocks his head a little to the side and looks at you almost knowing and just goes, Meow. It's about what I figured. He starts purring and grooming one of his uh, forearms. As long as Goat hasn't finished his business, I'll, I'll give him some scratches. <laughs> sure. He likes the scratches. Yeah. He then uh, kneads the back of Goat's back and, and curls up on it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we got pet best friends. <laughs> I'm going to have to put tuna on the windowsill for this, this fella some nights. Yeah, hey. Right? Try to connect with this cat a little more. He's clearly there's something going exactly, on. Exactly, yeah. It's a cat to know for sure. Uh, Goat acknowledges the cat on his back with a little kind of sideways glance, turns his head, sees the cat, gives out a, like an approving. <laughs> Doesn't seem to bother him. Glad you guys get along. Mm -hmm. Back up to your apartment you go? Yeah, if, if Goat's all done his business. Yeah, as you go to go up, uh, Ned the cat hops off. Goat and saunters back towards the Spirits Liquor okay. Store. When I get to the apartment, if I do have some tuna in my apartment, I will actually, I'll put it in a bowl and and, and crack open a, a, the, the window near the fire escape. Yep. And, uh, and put it there just in case Ned wanted to, you know, get up the fire escape and nibble on some tuna. Okay. Uh, you find a can of tuna in your cupboard, put it in a bowl, take a quarter of it, drop it in goat's bowl. Goat, yeah, yeah, goat yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe half in goat's bowl. Half goes outside the back yeah. onto a back window sill. So tuna and head, another head of lettuce. Okay, sounds good. Goat's a happy goat. His tail's wagging. <laughs> Splash some vodka in his bowl. Yeah, he's he's a super happy goat. He's a nice. well-kept well goat. Um, and you put the tuna on the window sill. Yep. Okay. And uh, let me drink. And drift off to sleep. I drink and wonder about this fucking Dragula dog. Yeah, right? The <laughs> Dragula dog. 
well, okay, so you must roll on the table of unforeseen yeah. consequences, which is all finished. But you keep the roll to yourself, and well, we'll disclose at the beginning of the next session. Okay, so you still you don't want to know this time either? No, let's not. Let's just okay. always keep it as a little cliffhanger secret to find out what happens next episode. If I roll another four, though, it's going to be so frustrating that I can't just tell you. I know, there we go. One more reason to. All right. Uh, all right, I'll keep my same same page of consequences. Okay, I can't see. We got a nice tall yeah, DM no, screen in between no us. No peeking. I don't even need to close my eyes. I can't see diddly. All right. Man, the fact that I can't look over this screen right now and see. Do you change the dice uh, total? Make sure they roll again. It's not sitting as the total on your side. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Okay, there you go. Awesome. One tease I will give you. I did not roll a four. I finally broke. Okay. The four. Uh, the fours. And we don't. And we don't have a modifier on it today. No. So it's a natural, whatever it happens to be. Okie dokie. So do you want to? You know, do we want to have a moment of where am I now? What am I thinking? Because let me just say, uh, uh, this this turn with the car is. At no point was I thinking anything remotely like that. Good. <laughs> and, and 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 knowing, having heard that you told this idea to Doug, and Doug was like, uh, okay. <laughs> I kind of get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm I'm still dying to see how this plays out. Me too. Yeah. I don't have an effing clue. I like to just set them all up and then start. they start tipping and we see where they tip <laughs> and when, you know, the domino tips in a random direction and grazes another yeah. domino and that tips yeah. and things have not played out how I expected. I, I do feel like at this point, I have a better idea of what's going on than I did at this same point in the last story arc. Yeah. Like the last story arc, I felt like I was just fumbling and confused the whole thing. And now, having talked to Victor, um, there's that big revelation of maybe not everything that's going on, but a big chunk of what's going on where I can go, oh. But then also, uh, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was all a bit, this was all intentional on my part, including um, you hearing the the part of the podcast that you weren't in, that whole event that happened and the dogs barking, I wanted to reinforce, you know, this is maybe for the wrap up, but yeah, I wanted to reinforce that. So well, and it. I, that helped in a way because I, I know I've been reluctant to sort of, uh, I guess, metagame mm -hmm. in the past, mm -hmm. but the fact that you mentioned the dogs there. And then when I talked to uh, the butcher guy, he mentioned the dogs again, that was clear that, that it was connected to the car. Yeah. Um, which is why I did pursue that direction of of the noise complaints. Yeah. Um, which I don't know if I just heard it from the butcher, if I would have made that same connection, right? Yep, exactly yeah. why I did it. Yeah. And just so. also knowing that last case, you did feel a bit lost right up until the end. I was trying to do it differently, like make it more, not more, yeah, more obvious, I guess is the word for it. Like a little more uh, directed, I yeah. guess, or just like a little... Yeah, have, so you the you can have more confidence in where to pursue and what to pursue, maybe. Anyway, I don't know if any of this makes the episode anyway. Yeah, but it's, it's just, you know, it's good for us. You need to have that chat, right? Maybe it's not.
Who knows, man? Who knows? Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Nobody knows but Jesus. I have a dream, I think. Okay. I think there's consequences to the tuna on the windowsill. You awaken that inky black space in your mind. There's nothing. You look for that wall of tentacles and it's not there. Hey, hello, Jack. You hear from behind you. Turn around. And you turn to see Jens, the owner of the liquor store next door, sitting cross-legged on the black nothingness, his eyes closed, his hands open, palm up, resting on his knees, and sitting perfectly in his lap is Ned the Cat looking up at you. Well, hello there. Hey, man. You know, I love tuna, man. Who's, who's doing the talking in this dream? Is it Jens or is it Ned? Well, Jens is speaking. Oh, okay, he's, but he's the one with the mouth moving. Jens is speaking, his eyes are closed, Ned is looking at you. Okay, all right. In the lap of Jens. Yes, okay. I was always just kind of okay with fish, but now I, in this form, ah, man, I love them, man. I need your help, Jack. Oh, what can I do? We're split, fragmented, like two sides of the same coin. You see, we're hiding. But we don't want to hide anymore, Jack. But we can't remember how to be whole. Jens can hardly remember who he was. But we remember our name. We are Nodens. In episode two of Mysteries and Madness, Jack Shepard interviewed now-deceased clairvoyant Clara Neville. Neville, Neville, Neville. In fact, it was Nodens that he met. Hmm, Nodens. Nodens is one of the elder gods of journeys and endeavors. He appears as an elderly man with white hair and a beard. He hunts down evil creatures in the dreamlands and hunts the servants of the great old ones. Beings from further away. You said he hunts the servants of the great old ones? Interesting. He is served by his own night gaunts and hunts the outer gods, the cosmic deities that seek to cause violence and confusion in our world. Nodens, okay. Why does that name sound familiar? We are the hunter. We are a god. But we are also lost. Please, Jack, help Jens and me. Help us find a way back together. If I can, I will. Fish. Fish is good. 
fish. I must clean myself. And you watch as Jens, not the cat, but oh as, as Jens reaches and grabs a foot and puts it up to his face and starts <laughs> licking his foot. Okay, no. <laughs> and Can I wake up, please? And the dream ends. Okay, good. Thank God. <laughs> That's a good way to get out of that. Oh, man. Hey, did you know that uh, canned food was invented before the invention of the can opener? Sure. Makes sense. One necessitated the other. Yeah. They used to have to, like, dig into it with a knife. Yeah, right. There used to be that real basic thing, right? That little tool, right? That tool was the thing for a long time with, like, the crimped edge. But even that, I think, was technically a can opener. So there was was a point where, like, the canned food was being distributed and you would hack it open with a knife. Yeah, and that was the way. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine that didn't last too long. No, probably not. Well, there you go. There is another episode of Mysteries and Madness. Once again, Dave Coalmine here with... Todd Sullivan. (laughs) That's his name. Whose mind is blown right now. (laughs) For so many reasons. Oh, my God. Yeah, no kidding, right? (laughs) Part dog, part car. (laughs) Part man, part cat. Part man, part cat. (laughs) What is going on? I tell you, huh? Jack Shepard needs alcohol and clarity. That's right. Well, he's rolled on the table of unforeseen consequences. We'll see what sort of consequences. We'll find out what happens. That's right. Uh, Just a mild spoiler. One of the problem cards just says crabs on it. So that's a thing that could happen through the table of unforeseen consequences. So is that like an STD or does that mean I wake up and there's like actual seafood running around my apartment? Only one way to find out. You got to roll the correct number. We got to thank you guys so much for listening with us. Big time love. Uh, The links to all the ways to support us are in this episode's description. Any comments or ratings that can be done on whatever podcasting app you happen to be using is fantastic. Todd Sullivan has two other podcasts, uh, When Bad Things Happen to Good People and Half-Cut Conspiracies, done under your media label, which is... Blah, 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 media. You can access both those podcasts by going to blah, 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 media.com. It's the easiest way to do it. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Todd. Yeah, thank you, Dave. Thank you, listeners. Uh, This has been fun, uh, roller coaster, mind-blowing experience. I don't even know what's going to happen on October 31st. Halloween is the next day in this in this story. Correct. With a uh, uh, perhaps you know hungry car, dog <laughs> roaming machine, the streets, roaming the streets <laughs> with all the children out trick or treating. Right. Oh my <laughs> god. Could have a high body count tomorrow. <laughs> That's right. Well, we've already had like uh, what poop on walls. So we've now had dog fighting. I mean, come on. Killing yeah. some children's got to be on the list of to-dos. <laughs> All I know is I got to get this uh, fucking Fritz asshole taken care of so I can get Victor out of his servitude. Yeah, right. So he's like a sure. good guy outside of, you know, his tendency to resurrect probably <laughs> dogs who are insanely <laughs> suffering. Dude, right? Yeah, I'm not I'm not really okay with his methods either. No. But, uh, I, I can't uh, imagine these robo-dogs are having <laughs> great lives. Time, yeah, exactly. Finally, the sweet release of death. Ah, son of a that's, bitch. Yeah, that's, that is something I meant to, that, that is a direction I meant to, to go when I was talking to him, when I when I brought up, like, you're, you're doing this to save other dogs. I meant to go further and say, <laughs> do you think these these dogs are having a good time? Like, I know. It's the lesser evil, he would probably but, say. Yeah, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to actually ask him that question, so I didn't. That is funny stuff. 
So there you go, guys. I uh, can't wait for the next one. Thanks so much for sticking with us. Uh, Patreon exists. All of it exists. All the links are in the episode description. Uh, just the fact that you spend your time with us and take a listen is reward enough, and we love you guys for it, and we hope you have an amazing friggin' day and week and life and all the rest of it. Yeah, cheers. All right, peace. Peace.